I'm Brennan Mejia, and I play Tyler, the Red Dino Charge Ranger, and you're listening to the Lightning Collective Podcast, hosted by Callum. It's about to get wild! Hello, and welcome to the Lightning Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Callum, and today I've got a very exciting guest for you. Her name is Sarah Lynn Reynolds, and she is a sculptor for Hasbro. Hello, Sarah. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Is it Sarah Lynn, by the way, or is it just Sarah? I mean, people just call me Sarah usually, but I like to put my full name online. I think it has a better ring to it than just Sarah Reynolds. Okay. Cool. All right. <laughs> I know that now. Uh, right. So as, as usual with uh, with guests, I will do the news in the future to not bore the guests and then I'll add it in afterwards. So let's get straight into the interview. News for this week is a bit lackluster because of Hasbro PulseCon, but the, the only bit of news I've got this week is that the Dino crossover is happening. I think it was last week, this week, and maybe next week. could be wrong. So if you're in the US, you can enjoy that. That's it for news. It's a bit of a lackluster week, not going to lie. But hope you enjoyed the interview. One thing I will point out, though, is that everything that Sarah says is just from her point of view. She does not represent Hasbro. She is a freelancer. So everything that she says is her own opinion. So I hope you enjoy. I had a blast listening to her stories, and I hope you do too. If you did like it, please do share it around. If You've got friends that are into action figures. It it was a good time for me, so I hope you enjoy. So my first question is that uh, you graduated Ringling College of Art and Design with a BFA in Game Art and Design. Mm -hmm. Did you go uh, from doing that to doing sculpting? Yeah, so um, a lot of the programs overlap between game art and, you know, just kind of art in general right now. So we learned ZBrush, which is the main program that I use for work. In school, we learned a lot of different programs, obviously. And the program there was oriented more towards environment art for games. And I knew I really liked characters. So I was kind of looking in the program for any opportunity that I could to do more character art. And Hasbro recruits from the school. So they actually had a workshop for character art and for making action figures that I was like, oh, this seems like a really great way to you know, learn more about sculpting and also make an action figure, which I thought was really cool. So I decided to do their workshop with them. So for that workshop, we like design an action figure ourselves, and they kind of guide us along and help us with the articulation. So I did that my junior and senior year. And then at the end of my senior year, they offered me a job based on that workshop. So with that workshop, uh, I, I assume they've got a partnership with the school or with the yep. um, college. Um, it's- so do they just come in for like a term or do they, you know, come in for the day or? At the beginning, they come in to run a physical workshop for like, I think it's uh, a day or two days, like after classes. So they'll come in at like 6 p.m. after we're all done with our classes. And I think it's like a two or three hour workshop where they just kind of talk to us about action figures and articulation and how to think about joints and, and that kind of thing. And they would look at our concepts and be like, oh, well, this would not work in 3D for articulation, or this would. Um, and then after that, it's actually, I think the, the whole workshop lasted like nine months, maybe. So it was a thing that we were doing outside of our schoolwork. So we would make progress over time and then submit the action figures as we were going. And like 
whoever our contact was, like a manager from Hasbro would be like, this is going well, maybe change this, you know, this would work better, that kind of thing. Um, and so it was kind of seeing how you responded to direction too, on top of just making an action figure. So when you applied for the college itself, mm -hmm. was that, did you know anything about Hasbro being involved with the with the college or was that was that dumped on you when you when you actually joined the college itself so not specifically Hasbro but the reason that I went to the college I went to is because they are like super great at job placement you know how a lot of uh our colleges are kind of notor notorious for like not really knowing how to get people jobs well Ringling is like really known for uh how well they work with companies so that was a big reason that I ended up going there uh, because I really wanted to obviously get a job after school. And a lot of different companies recruit from there. So it is a really great school if you really want to go work in the industry after, you know, whatever you yeah. decide to major in. Yeah, over here, we have a, I don't know if it works the same for you, but we have things called modules, which is sort of like the classes, <laughs> I suppose. Mm -hmm. and, uh, each uni has its own version of work, work placement or work experience. So mm -hmm. yeah, for, for my uni, what they did was that they built a huge set and then they invited in into industry professionals. So I suppose it was the same thing for you, except oh, cool. they brought companies in rather than specific people. So you start with, with Hasbro, you started off doing small things such as Littlest Pet Shop and the accessories for Marvel Legends Gladiator Hulk. Was it difficult mm -hmm. to work on that small of a scale or how, how did that work for you? So digitally, when we're working, it's scale isn't as important as if you're like making, you know, like a physical wax model, which is what they used to do to make the toys. In 3D, everything kind of looks the same scale. So scale isn't a huge issue when we're working. The smaller stuff like that tends to be easier when it's like the littlest pet shop stuff, because obviously there's really, it's pretty basic shapes. For weapons and armor at that small scale, and this is true, you know, for the really big figures too, if you get a really small piece of armor, you have to make sure that detail reads. And so that's always like a really big struggle. Like if it doesn't print out well, you have to make things really, really deep. So sometimes when you're looking at a model and it will have like a pattern on it or something in the armor, you're like, oh man, that looks really, really intense on my screen. Like that doesn't look right at all. But when it prints out, it prints out really clearly and looks really well, like really nice. So uh, that's always a balance really is kind of being able to like, be like, oh, that looks like too much, but it's going to print really well, if that makes sense for details yeah. and small things. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, is it, so you mentioned the little niggles and trying to get them right. Mm -hmm. Is it, is it your, does your supervisor point? So if something wouldn't be right for when it prints or, you know, when it's molded, would it be your supervisor that points, points it out or would it be sort of like trial and error thing? So they print out a prototype and then they realize oh that the detail doesn't really work or what so when you i'm not saying mm -hmm. you do make these mistakes but i would imagine everyone does you know <laughs> oh everybody yeah everybody yeah, makes these mistakes everyone yeah. makes these mistakes at some point at what, right at what stages they they picked out and say oh no that's not quite right so it depends like there was actually something that i was working on for power rangers obviously i can't say what it was but there was like one revision 
where they were like, oh, the my, my supervisor was like, oh, make the details heavier. So I did. And then um, a month later, they had gotten prototypes back and they were like, oh, you need to make them heavier again. So, <laughs> you oh, know, wow. yeah. yeah, so that, that happens all the time. Like if someone gets the prototype later down the road and then they're like, oh, this is really not working. We need to go back and like make them tighter. That does happen. Okay. Yeah. Since you worked on Lotus Pet Shop and uh, the accessories for Gladiator Hulk, uh, you have worked on brands like Star Wars and, of course, Power Rangers. Uh, were you nervous when you took those brands on, or did you not really think about it at the time? I don't feel like I really thought about it because I think one of my first projects, like out of like coming from school and going into house, like the first week, I think it was like a weapon on. Um, one of the last Star Wars movies. So I think it was like the second movie in the trilogy. Or maybe it was the first, I don't really remember, but it was like, they had these, uh, these one of the like red guard things had these whips. So oh, yeah. that was like, the stressful part with that was like kind of being like, oh, well this has to all fit together and then be held together by a string. Cause I think they were at that time gonna have them be functional. I don't know if that ever happened, but it was never really the, it's never really the IP that makes you worried. It's like, am I going to be able to figure out how this works? Because, you know, um, with my job, we're, we're artists, but we're also engineers. So we have to do all the articulation on top of the art ourselves. So it's like two, two sides of your brain working at the same time. You have to be really artistic and really technical. So that's always the job stress. It's never really like, Oh, oh no, this IP is so big. What am I going to do? It's like, can I make this work? So that makes sense yeah. with the, you mentioned the articulation. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned the articulation. Do Hasbro give you the articulation? So do they give you the points of articulation or do you have to sort of, do you have to figure that out for yourself? And then someone says, oh, no, we are actually thinking of this articulation for this character. We generally know upfront what we're doing. Um, sometimes you'll get that turned around and they're like, oh, we like this, you know, type of articulation better for this. But upfront, they pretty much tell you exactly what you're going to be doing. That does change sometimes, but generally it's pretty, pretty upfront. Okay, cool. So let's talk Power Rangers. Of course, this is a Power Rangers podcast. Uh, for the Lightning Collection, you did the Party Patroller sculpt on top of, I believe it was the MMPR white sculpt, which was done by uh dennis chan who i also mm -hmm. had on the podcast um okay. and i believe your party patroller sculpt has been used four times already which is pretty good uh -huh. <laughs> not gonna lie um is that is that sat uh, satisfying for you at all or do you not really notice that well by the sounds of it you didn't notice it but is that satisfying to you or do you not really think about oh no it? no i did i did notice it like i do oh, i pay okay. attention to when the toys come out and everything it is really exciting that one was really fun. So I'm 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 pretty proud of that putty sculpt. Like it was fun to work on and people seem to really like it. So that's always great. Like I think with the other sculpt that I did, the uh Inquisitor, the you know, the second yes. sister, I yeah. think there was some like quality control stuff, which is obviously, you know, stuff that I have no control over. That's manufacturing. And yeah. uh, so seeing some of the Amazon reviews for that was like people were getting like two, you know, left hands in a package. And I was like, no, oh, <laughs> oh, it's like, oh. don't, this is not my fault. But, yeah. um, so, you know, you worry about that kind of thing. Um, but the putties 
seem pretty well received and I think things have been going well with those so that's always nice at least here in the I don't know how it is uh, how it's like in America but over here mm -hmm. in the UK we received um the when did it come so it was the green ranger and and then the mm -hmm. patrol of the original one that sold out I think that was the first lightning collection piece to actually sell out and then yeah the putty patroller two pack again that sold out that's that sold mm -hmm. out so quickly um I think that even yeah it's the first release and then the z yeah. is selling out and it hasn't even been released yet and that's already been selling out um yeah it's it's always really nice to hear hear that i actually have a friend who um does a lot of you know comic cons and he yeah. texted me when he was at a comic con and he was like your putty's selling for like a hundred bucks here and i was like why <laughs> It's yeah. Like, um, so that's that's always cool. You know, I'm really glad people enjoy it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been, fun. It's crazy to me that the line is only really like a year and a half old, and a th something like that that has been released four times or is going to be released four times is still selling out, and it ha has only been like a year and a half. Whereas, yeah, some I think things... it's because people want an army of them. Um, so, yeah. like, I I really like my favorite thing is to look at people who do photography with the action figures. Like, that's always really fun and rewarding for me to see. Like, I like it when people get creative with stuff that I've made. So, I've seen a lot of people have like a whole army of putties in the back of their picture because that's obviously their putty patrol. Like, that's how it is. I think on the show. Yeah. So that's always really fun. You mentioned the second sister. Oh, wait, no, no, actually, I skipped ahead. My bad. You also... <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, so for, uh, for the basic line, you did Beast Morphers Yellow and Blue, which mm -hmm. I didn't actually know until about an hour ago. So that's pretty cool. I uh, just did the but... helmet for the... I think someone else did the body for that. I did the helmet for the blue guy. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, but I did the full body for, you know, yellow. For, for Beast Morphers Yellow, did you have a bit more freedom with the style uh stylistic choice because you uh like you said you did the whole sculpt and she mm -hmm. is she's pretty stylistic did you have a bit more freedom with that or were they quite rigid or you know how, how did that work? well it was kind of a back and forth between you know me the manager and sign which it always is for pretty much every project um i think that one it was nice because i did have a little bit more control because we didn't have any like control art for it, I don't think. It was, you know, designing it based on the male figure. So we kind of, they had a direction like stylistically they wanted to go in and I think it was pretty successful. Like I, I really like the style of that figure particularly. So it was a back and forth. I can't really claim, you know, that I had full control over it or anything obviously like that. But um, it is nice in those cases when you do have a little bit more input and personally i like working without concept more because it does give you more freedom to kind of make choices and see what happens so projects like that are always fun okay cool mm -hmm. um yeah yeah it is, it is a huge team project so it would mm -hmm. make sense there was a lot of back and forth and feedback and input as well right um, yeah yeah so that, that's cool for star wars i think well we already mentioned the second sister and i don't mm -hmm. i can't remember my mind's a sieve at the minute uh but you also did the <laughs> knight of ren as well for the vintage mm -hmm. collection with things like that what's it like working on a property where you can't really look up reference for yourself or there's little to no info out there because uh, I would imagine with the Knight of Ren, everything was pretty under wraps. And same with the Second Sister as well. 
Um, I don't know when the first trailer for the game came out, um, but I'm pretty sure it was within mm. the same year. So what's it like working on things that aren't actually, uh, I know this sounds stupid, but released yet in terms of the brand or the property that you're working with? No, it makes sense. Um, so pretty much for every project we get reference. So um, for the Night of Ren, like we have on-set pictures that we get sent because they are a licensing partner. So they just send us over what they have of those characters. So they do have pictures of the costume and the, you know, the actors in the costume that they send us. So for that, it wasn't really an issue. They have pretty detailed reference. For the second sister, I think I only had like one or two pieces of concept art. I don't think I even had her, you know, her model or anything from that studio. So that one was a little bit more difficult, but again, it was kind of nice because you kind of could fill in some of the blanks yourself. Um, and I think, it, I think that turned out pretty well. It turned out pretty accurate despite, you know, not having yeah. pictures of the model or anything. So it's, it's never too bad. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's challenging if it's, you know, Lucasfilm wants everything to be really, really accurate. And there are times where they just can't provide reference. So that does get a little tough. And that's again, another, like a lot of back and forth, but generally it gets to the point that it needs to be at. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned mm -hmm. uh, second sister and not really having a lot of reference. That does make sense because with video mm -hmm. games, it, it's quite fluid throughout production anyway. So right. her model could be like one thing this week and then completely different the next. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Right, so um, is there a property or brand that you would love to work on but haven't? Oh, oh man. Um, so I read a lot of fantasy books, so I'm a big, you know, reader. So for me, I think Red Rising, if there was a tabletop, <laughs> Red Rising, or if, if Red Rising ever went into action figure territory, which I don't think it will, but if it ever did, I would love to, you know, make some uh, minis or, or action figures for Red Rising. <laughs> it's like well, my big, big You thing. never know, because if Amazon or Netflix or whoever pick up, pick it up, they That's could do true. something with it. So, yeah. I mean, look I like, I like Brandon Sanderson too. So anything, anything within the realm of like fantasy writing, I would be totally cool with making some action figures for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that's, that's cool then. Um, I, mm -hmm. I'm getting into fantasy myself actually. And um even though I haven't heard of that series in particular, I have heard of um, other things that um, the author has yeah. done. Did he do, or at least he worked on The Wheel of Time, right? I'm pretty sure. Was... Yeah, Brandon Sanderson, I think, picked up that the series. I'm, I'm not a fan of Wheel of Time. I can't, I can't oh, get into that okay. one personally, okay. but, uh, I, was thinking but of... I, I think he did a good job. <laughs> okay, I think I was thinking From what of I've heard. picking up that on Audible. But, uh, don't do I've, it don't you know it someone's gonna someone's gonna get mad at me for saying this but don't, don't, <laughs> don't waste your time i tried i tried to it's it's i don't understand it people really like it maybe it's me but uh that I've one is very tough. long and complicated to be fair, oh it's very it's very long yeah <laughs> yeah don't do it don't don't subject yourself to that okay. torture <laughs> i'm just kidding I'm sorry. no no it's fine so what has been the most challenging yet revo uh, rewarding sculpt you have produced? Oh, man. I, I realize think... for a lot of the things that you've done, you can't really talk about yet. So yeah, um, yeah sorry. <laughs> if, if I'm limiting you to uh, a few things here. I think, yeah. So definitely stuff that I can't talk about. 
but it's it's also exciting because eventually those things will come out and I will be able to talk about them. Let me think, is there anything that's out that was really, really difficult? There was your uh, second sister, Knight of Ren, um, uh, Putty Patroller. Uh, yeah, those are, yellow, um, those are all, I guess I can probably talk. I can, okay. I could probably talk about this because I think, um, so when, so I'm going to, I'm going to not directly answer this question, but I'll answer it in kind of a roundabout way. The toughest part about the job sometimes is that I do a lot of concept sculpting or you do a lot of sculpting where they're trying to, uh, figure out what they want for a line and it gets, so and then they might go with like a different kind of articulation or something later. And so you can never show those sculpts that you've made. So some of my absolute favorite, like just beautiful sculpts that I've made, no one can ever see, like aside from internally at Hasbro, obviously. Yeah. So the, the hardest part about the job, but sometimes the most like rewarding projects are ones that I can never show anybody ever because they'll just never get released. <laughs> that's that's really tough as far as uh let me think um, let me think if i can tell the story i guess i can so i think a project that was really challenging for me because we don't generally work in this style but it was also really rewarding because i feel like i was able to match it pretty directly was when hasbro was bidding for the overwatch game sculpts like to do the action figures there we had um a couple sculptors do concepts for to show blizzard just to know like to show them that we could handle their ip well and i did a character from that and i was able to match the style i feel like really really well the unfortunate thing is that they ended up using the models directly from game so i could never show anybody that sculpt but i was oh. really really proud of you know because we don't really work in that style a ton and it's such a such a fun style to work in um but that's something i can never show anybody but it was really challenging but also really rewarding to just be like oh if i wanted to you know go do character art for games i probably could if i wanted to yeah 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 no that yeah that does suck because i i fully i feel your pain with not <laughs> yeah. you know, doing so much work and then not seeing the light of day so I do yeah. feel your feel your pain with that. I would imagine that a lot of uh, your work hasn't been released yet. Uh, mm -hmm. With with so with Star Wars, the uh, I think the Rise of Skywalker, or maybe it, it may have been Jedi Fallen Order. But you mentioned that you worked on that sculpt a couple of years ago when you posted the renders. Mm -hmm. Uh, whenever, whenever I think that was a few months to a year ago. Um, yeah. Were, so, I, usually, I believe that sculpting-wise, you're given about I think it's like eighteen months from like from your point to the figure's release. Oh, I mean, we don't have eighteen months to work on stuff. Like, oh so... no, no, sorry, I, I, re I phrased <laughs> that the... wrong. I get what you mean. The production cycle is really long. Yeah. It, like, it's not a hard and fast thing I've found. It really depends on a lot of different things. Like, some stuff, like, some smaller stuff, it'll be, like, released, like, six months later. That's very rare. That's, like, really close. Yeah. I think um, most stuff is, like, 
a year to like two years sometimes it it really it's wild it's it's pretty far out yeah um the last thing what was surprisingly fast turnaround was i think this was fast turnaround because it was just for HasLab. like it wasn't a product that is on a shelf yet it needs to be crowdfunded but the um they just released for the vintage collection the uh mandalorian ship that oh, they're yeah. you know running on the crowdfunding HasLab thing yeah. and i just finished those sculpts like <laughs> two months ago and i was oh, like wow, whoa okay. this is i could already talk about this like that's pretty cool i don't yeah. think i could post my own renders of it yet because it is not a product on the shelf but it was nice to go to you know facebook and be like hey i made this it's out you know i can talk yeah. about it a little bit at least that's really cool um yeah that was with, fun with the because i know with the Hasla projects there's like mm -hmm. an eight well from them showing us oh yeah this is what you could get if you back it to actually like people receiving it i think it's a year to like a year and a half um so that when... makes sense for production because we yeah. so the sculpts don't take that long well they they take a while but um we get like uh for a really really big sculpt we'd probably get like three weeks which is a, a long deadline um usually it's shorter but that's kind of the max amount of time you get from that to you know them doing prototyping and then they have to figure out all the man manufacturing would take like a year. So I think that kind of makes sense because all the all the sculpting and all the art for that is done. They just yeah. have to deal with all the manufacturing, you know, stuff for that now. So with the Razor Crest, I think that's its name. Uh, it's been mm -hmm. a while since I've watched The Mandalorian. Was there a team of sculptors working on that or was it? Yeah, it was multiple yeah. people. So for me, I was responsible for the soft goods mostly. I think I did all oh, the bags. Okay. There's one that someone else did. I did all all of the. They have like a bunch of different backpacks, and you know, and Star Wars is all throwing a bunch of stuff together. So I did all the backpacks. I think there was there's like a hammock in the bedroom area. I did all the stuff in there. So anything that was like soft, like a blanket or a backpack or fabricy, is what I did in the ship. Okay, then my next question is, how? what's it like working with, because obviously I would imagine in ZBrush, mm -hmm. you, I, well, I, I don't know the program at all, so I could be <laughs> chatting absolute nonsense, but I doubt there would be like a soft goods uh, sort of material in there. What's that like working to for um, soft goods? You know, everything gets printed out in the same plastic so it's just like it would be like making a shirt for a character or something it's just you know a small bag or whatever they did they did actually just implement a bunch of new cloths and stuff for zbrush so you're not far off there in terms of that but uh but for that it's just pretty much you know being artistic and taking the reference and just being able to translate it okay cool uh, the last question that i've got written down do you collect products you have worked on some so i don't i live in an apartment in la and i think um so you know space is kind yeah. of a thing but i i do buy the products that i really you know really like like i have the yellow ranger but uh ideally eventually i'd get you know an office space and i kind of have have my vision of putting up all the stuff that i've made on a shelf and you know arranging yeah. it nicely that would but, be so really eventually yeah that party patroller may cause you some problems though not gonna lie i know i have to go on like ebay like hot cakes yeah 
Yeah. But even eBay prices are ridiculous because, like, yeah, your, oh, no. your mates are didn't he? Like, they're like selling it for like a hundred dollars. Oh no. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think you're. I, I think you're all right for the Z party. Um, did you work on that one or? I don't think so. I think someone else did that. So generally, how are? I mean, I think they used my base. Yeah, they, they put they other stuff on done. top of it. Yeah, but that that tends to happen. Like if someone, if a sculptor is unavailable, you know, like they they'll have to go to someone else to do. If I'm if I get contacted to like, hey, you know, we have this project, you want to work on it, and I'm like, no, I have like twenty other projects going on right now. Sorry, that does sometimes happen so it can go to someone else or maybe the manager responsible for that knows I'm already doing like a massive figure that is like needs to be in right now so they're gonna go to someone else to you know okay do yeah. maybe some of the accessories yeah no that makes sense I think with yeah. the Z party I think they used your head um mm -hmm. I'm unsure if they used your hands because I'll be honest they change it with every release so i don't actually know I think I, it's, it's fine every, you know. there's stuff that gets released in like especially for for disney that i'm like i worked on that i think but i can't yeah. even remember at this point because something down the line changed on it or like it's like when it's printed out sometimes you're like did i work on that i don't know you mentioned so, it on your art station, actually, with uh, with your... Let me get it up quick, because I can't actually remember the name of the line. So you mentioned in the description that uh, you did a sculpt for Prince Philip. Uh, oh, from yeah. Beauty, and I mm -hmm. noticed that the final product, mouth is slightly different. And then you also did some work on Ariel as well. Or Ariel and... Uh, was it yeah, Ariel? I think, I, think yeah. I did some revision work on the Ariel for that. I've had... I've done more for that line that I think got released. I think. Okay. I think it got released at, at the last Toy Fair, maybe. But that's, again, like, you kind of have to go through and be like, what did I work on? Like, yeah. I, yeah, it's, I know that sounds crazy, probably, from no, an outside no, 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 perspective. No. But, like, I fly through, like, we fly through projects, like, so quickly sometimes you're like on to the next thing and it's like out of your mind i know from a collector's point of view it can get pretty chaotic as well because yeah the amount of stuff especially if you collect multiple lines and you're trying to i know this may sound crazy from like a non-collector's point of view but if you're trying to if you're a completionist trying to get some of this stuff and i know so while well, i say some people i would say the majority of like serious collectors forget what they've bought so they buy yeah. multiple of the same thing, and then they realize that they've bought multiple. <laughs> so I, yeah, no, I think I think a lot of collectors out there do do know what you mean from a yeah. And sometimes sometimes you make stuff, and you're like, I feel like this got released, but I don't know where to look for it. I'm like, is it in one of those like bubble gum machines? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know yeah. if you guys have those in the UK. Like, but it's like I was like, this is a really small. ABS piece or like did it get is it like in a you know in a bubble gum machine somewhere yeah. do I have to put like 25 cents in and hope I get the one out like because you just like when when we're working we don't really like know some of where some of the stuff is going like obviously for Power Rangers or for like vintage or black series it's pretty obvious yeah where that stuff is going and even sometimes that stuff gets canceled I, I did a uh, thing I think for either vintage or black series that was really really cool that got cancelled, which I'm still like, 
pretty upset about. But Aww. anyway, but that happens all the time. But yeah. for some of the little stuff, you're like, well, this is pretty cute. Like I would, I think I did some stuff for Ghostbusters. It was like, oh, I would kind of like to buy this. And I was like, but but where is it? I have no yeah. idea. I don't know where it went. I don't know where it got out to. There was like back in the day when I did uh, more Marvel stuff too, that was the case with some of the little cutesier figures we did for that. Oh yeah, I would imagine for Marvel it would be absolutely nuts for because if yeah. it's not if it's not Marvel Legends or well okay here in the UK our collectors market works a bit differently. So for say Black Series, Marvel mm-hmm. Legends, Lightning Collection, Overwatch, Transformers as well, mm-hmm. we can only really get them online. There's only a few stores that actually stock them at, oh, okay. uh, in person. So that's like Forbidden Planet. Um, yeah well, that's like if you're one in the... these places whereas i know in america it's all very open and like you can walk into a store and then pick up right and... like i can go across the street to the target and like yeah. sometimes i'll just go in the toy toy aisle and be like oh i made that i made that yeah. like that's cool yeah that's a really cool thing to see is your stuff on the shelf too yeah whereas yeah. uh here our stuff that's in like supermarkets and general stores it's, it's very child orientated which makes sense because mm-hmm. it's are meant for children yeah so that does make sense for the less advertised stuff i suppose you wouldn't really know where right. to where to look with the with the revisions though do hasbro just send you an email just saying oh we just need you to fix or you know change this thing and then do you do it within like a few hours or how does that work uh, yeah, pretty much we just get an email like, hey, do you have time to take this on? We got this back. There's this issue. And and sometimes you don't have time to take it on. But if you if you do, I I tend to like to take on my own stuff if I have the time for it, because then that's just a, you know, another thing that I can be like, oh, there wasn't this weird issue when I go to post, you know, my final yeah. thing on, on ArtStation or whatever. But it depends on the thing. Like sometimes it can be like just a couple hours and sometimes it could be, you know, a couple days depending on what, what needs to be done with it. Okay. Um, do they tell yeah. you, do they tell you what was, I don't want to say wrong. Cause I think that, well, especially like looking at your Prince Philip, I mean, for me personally, I don't really see anything. I, wrong with it i mean there's there's i mean the mouth's changed but i don't really know why that would be do they generally generally with that kind of stuff it's not usually aesthetic when you get to that point where you're getting revisions it's because something with manufacturing is like this isn't reading well in the print and some of that stuff is really hard to foresee or it could be something that's like you know with a really unique action figure that can't really follow a set guideline like that's because some of them are really unique and they maybe don't have human proportions or they have like something unusual about them that you're having to figure out how to make the articulation work for when it's not a simple figure. Some of that stuff has to be trial and error because nobody's, you know, made a figure like that before, or maybe the armor is in the way of something and it's impeding the articulation in this way or it's impeding the way that they can insert part of the model like who knows usually for that stuff it's never an aesthetic problem it's usually like oh this isn't reading in the print or this isn't reading in manufacturing or we can't manufacture it this way for whatever reason and we didn't know until we tried so you have to go back and fix fix those kind of issues okay that's cool Mm -hmm. yeah Right, I think that's it for my questions. 
thank you sarah for for coming on it was yeah, it thanks was, for having it really, me it was really insightful listening to your your stories and you know how how this industry works and you yeah, know it was how, a lot of fun. Cog. so um thank you so much for coming on where can people mm -hmm. find you oh okay um so you can find me on instagram i think my instagram is just what is it it's sarah underscore lynn underscore reynolds so r-e-y-n-o-l-d-s and then you can find me on artstation i think my handle on artstation is just uh bears so b-e-a-r-r-r-s i think that's where you can you can just go to artstation slash bears or i think you can just probably google sarah lynn reynolds and i think if you Google it along with like art or Hasbro or something, some something will come up. Okay, cool, cool. Um, for for anyone who's lazy, I'll have links in the description. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, everyone yeah, listening, I hope you me. you had a good time as well. Thank you to Josh Steele for creating the cover art. His Instagram is at a basket of kisses. Sorry, at A Basket of Kisses and website is joshsteel.co.uk. Also, huge thank you to Frankie Waters for putting together the intro and outro. His toy photography Instagram is at figure underscore lens. Uh, you can find me at Lightning Collection on Instagram or Twitter at PRL Collective or on YouTube as well. I'll have the link for that in the description. Uh, I need to upload a bunch of podcast episodes i've been really lacking like the past few months so i do apologize but i will upload eventually probably next week and uh yeah thank you for listening and i hope you have a good week so thank you for listening all right bye